best conversations podcast. Legend alert, legend alert, legend alert. Hey. All right, man. I ain't never talked to a Grammy nominated anything, producer, rapper, but then we got one on the line. Westside's own, Big Oop Camp's own. If you if you don't know the name, I promise you, you know the hits. T-Pain's tour DJ. And that's just a few of the accolades. Straight out of Atlanta. If you ever heard that slang, ATL, ho. That's the man that produced it. First time to the program, DJ My Tape. Always wanted what's to happening? see What's happening? What's happening? What's happening? What's going on, K-1? Man, I'm good, my brother. Hey, man, thank you for, um, for grace, uh, uh, you know, giving me your time, man. It's uh, truly an honor to uh, sit down and chop it up with you for a little bit, man. Um, sure. Yeah. Absolutely, man. Uh, most most people most people don't know, might not know the name, but they know the the huge hits. Like, mm-hmm. is that is that better for you? Like, you know, kind, you can kind of move how you want to move a little bit. You know what I mean? Ain't gotta, you know, if you if you, I mean if you know you know, but sometimes people you know sometimes producers they might just kind of fly under the radar. Are you like it like that? Oh, uh, I kind of do, and I kind of be like you know. I get the best of both worlds. I can go anywhere I want to. Mm-hmm. I don't want the problems. I don't want the issue. I don't want to be all out in the line. Like, but it's still people know who I am. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So I really don't. I don't be tripping. You know, I like to keep it on the radar. I don't like people trying to count my pockets and see yeah. what I'm doing. Absolutely. All right. Yeah. Let's, let's 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 start from the beginning, and we're gonna bring it up current. Um, right. you, you first you first started. Um, DJing, um, partying, and you know, uh, the, in high school, man, running, running behind the legendary. If you're from Atlanta, you know the, you know about Big Oomp Camp, man. Uh, yeah. t- talk about uh, running behind Big Oomp and, and all that in the beginning. Oh uh, well, shit, man. It was first of all, let me say it was very fun. It still is fun, you know. Big Oomp, my brother, and uh, man, shit. It just was a lot of hard work as well, you know. We had to put in long hours, like 24 hours worth of work. Mm-hmm. And he didn't have no other life besides doing this, you know what I'm saying? He was like, who was the type of person, like, if you want to make this your career, you finna work for it. Mm-hmm. He gonna make you work for it. And that's what it was, you know, a 24-hour grind, pretty much. Yeah. Um, One of the... One of the first rappers I remember, um, I used to, I used like I said, I'm from, I'm from the Carolinas. I used to run back and forth to uh, Atlanta a lot as a youngin. And one of the first uh, people I remember on the underground scene in Atlanta, I used, cause I used to see the big oom stuff uh, all over Atlanta was Baby D, man. Right. Uh, talk about working with Baby D, man, and and, and and coming up with that classic ATL hope. And, be, and before that, I don't know if you produced it, but that East Side West Side Baby D two boy, that shit, right. that shit was crazy as well, boy. Well, the ATL hole came about, you know, we were in the clubs and shit. We just be, we all hung out like every weekend, you know. The clubs ain't one like every day, but we hung out every weekend. And man, that's all folks kept saying ATL. So we were like, shit, ATL hole. So then, once we had got the club to start saying it, like how we were. Man, we made a song out of it. We were like, fuck it, we finna do a song. 
And folks already were chanting. That's how East Side West Side came about too. I was already chanting East Side very West Side, East Side, East Side. You know, that's how it was, and that's how we came up with a lot of the songs because of the club scene. Yeah, we just went in and just we went in and just made it epic. You know what I'm saying? We were like, oh shit, we knew this is it. Yeah, man, that shit made it all the way down here to the Carolinas, man. That East Side West Side. You know, some people knew it, some people didn't, but. Right. Man, I was like, man, that, that boy Baby D is a problem, man. Uh, why, why you think um, it's two rappers uh, out of Atlanta I feel like don't get uh, enough respect? Pastor Troy and Baby D. Uh, Baby D somebody you work with really close out of Big Room Camp. Why you feel like, you know, his, why you haven't had that mainstream success? Um, at the time, man, you know, right now you got social media that can make anything big and you know, you can go viral at any given moment. Back then, they were real strict on down south music. You know what I'm saying? Like, they were playing a lot of New York shit on the radio. And, you know, um, down south music really wasn't accepted at the time. So, if, when we, by the time we got Baby D and them going, it was like shit, you know, a lot of other things started coming out. It was just, we weren't living in the life of the internet. You know, a lot of people in New York want to set in there. A lot, I'm telling you, like, there's a lot of cities that really want to set in there. I know Carolinas fuck with us, but it was still like in the clubs. You know what I'm saying? It wasn't like some big main media shit. And then when we was about to push the uh, the east side, west side, 9-11 happened. And that kind of destroyed a lot of shit that was going on in New York, BET, and all that kind of stuff. So, you know. Like, I remember just y'all kept trying to kind of like redistribute East Side West Side a, a couple yeah. of times. Just we did remix. We did remix to uh mm -hmm. kind of just you know on the next album to kind of and yep. that shit did good here in Atlanta. But it was just like I say, the time. You know what I'm saying? The time of everything, all the little events just happened. And it kind of messed Baby D up, and then you know um, he got locked up at a, a point in time, so he did. Nice little bit, so he out now. Yeah, shout shout to Baby D, uh, one yeah. one of my favorites, man. Um, when I used to when I used to come to Atlanta, when I used to come to Atlanta, I used to uh, first time I ever heard your name was on the uh, radio with the legendary um, uh, DJ uh, what uh, Greg Street. I used Greg. to hear you. I used yeah. to hear on the radio with Greg Street, man. Talk about, man, them years and grinding just on the radio. And I used to come to big old records and tapes and get the mixtapes and and all that, man, from your radio, from your grind, from the radio and, and, and the classic mixtapes, bro. Uh, well, see, Greg Street was like, man, he already knew what I was doing in the streets from mixtapes, you know what I'm saying, that we were putting together. So he was like, man, come up here. I'm going to fuck with you. Bring me a mix, 30-minute mix or something, or an hour. I think it was an hour. But it was like two 30-minute sections. And I brought it. And he was he put me on the radio. Just like he didn't care what the PD said at the time. He didn't care what, about nothing. And he had ended up putting me on the radio. He gave me a shot at going at the radio. You know what mm -hmm. I'm saying? But that wasn't my first chance. Uh Shaka had gave Shaka them when it was PD at Hot 107. Shaka Lulu, Ludacris manager. Yeah, hot 97. It gave me a chance to mix at night at the uh station you know they were doing a 24-hour marathon but that didn't go too good for me but that was the first time he mixed it on the radio but it was in the middle of the night 
But Greg Street had me on prime miles like nine to ten. So mm-hmm. he gave me that chance and that really helped my name out there. Yeah. It it just it just started going crazy. Like who the, who this cat DJ DJ Monte like and, yeah. and, and from there and then I would get the then I would go and I would get the tapes and I would get the tapes and I would see your your tapes and I would see DJ Unk tapes be way before way before back then too. And I was like, I almost was kind of messed up because when DJ Unk came out, I was like, I remember getting his damn mixtapes. And that, yeah, and he that, used to do a lot of freestyles on it. Yeah, he yeah. was doing freestyles on the mixtapes, you know. Yeah. So mm-hmm. man, let's let's get into the hits, man. Cause like I said, you might not know the name, but you know the song. Right. Your, your very first Smidash, uh, the Smidash that took air that, that took over the world. Man, this shit, this shit came through Carolina's like a damn bullet, bro. I, I, <laughs> if you was in the clubs, you know. You produced that "Walk It Out" by DJ Unk, man. Mm-hmm. I, I I seen in another interview you said, man, you did that beat like five or six months before that, and no, nah, it was Unk, three years before that. Three years before that, and then DJ yeah. Unk got on it. Yeah. Um. Shit, I had the beats just sitting. You know what I'm saying? And he came around. He was like, man, let me get a. You know, he was going through my beat CD. Mm-hmm. And that time, him and MC Assault were going through the clubs and shit, so they wanted to fuck with the beat. Mm-hmm. And so they came up with a song, and me and Uncle recorded it on my birthday. On your birthday. Yeah, and it took like eight months for me to really break the record. Mm-hmm. Eight, nine months for us to break the record, and it just took off from there. With DJ Unk, I mean, the record was so huge. And people not really knowing much much about who DJ Unk was, um, was it was it either was it harder to break the record, you know, because you know people not knowing who it was, and how hard was it to come up with that, you know, that follow up hit with with Two Step, you know what I mean? Because when you have a song that's almost bigger than you, people start putting that one hit wonder shit on you and all that type of shit. Right. No. Uh-huh. It wasn't hard for me to break the record for the simple fact that I was in the club. Mm-hmm. I was breaking records anyway, but I knew I knew what I had to do to, to push it. So that was that wasn't hard for me. And I was on um 107.9 too. So he was getting the best of both worlds. He hit in the club, then you hit in on the radio, and so shit. That just it just started sticking in folks' head. And then the next song came about because, like I said, I was in the club. You know what I'm saying? Like I. We were like, shit, we might well come with another dance record. Mm-hmm. I would do something else. And I had came up with the two step hook and on recording. And then we just, it just took off from there. T Pang got on that remix. Andre uh, Outcast and Jim Jones got on the first, on the Walk It Out. So that helped carry the record. Yeah. Gave it life. So, yeah. Did, did you, when you made Walk It Out, um, have y'all already started working on beating down the block or y'all just kind of did walking out and just threw that out there and see what it did or y'all already walk, working on beating down the block? Well, when we was already um, at the time, it wasn't no beating down the block. You know, we just recording songs. Mm-hmm. We already had songs and we saw the walk it out picking up. So we started get making sure that we had an album together, mm-hmm. you know. And then when he got to deal with uh, Kites, we already had the album. Okay. 
All we had to do was start mixing and mastering it. So that was it. Yo, beat yo beating down the block, man. That that shit is that shit is a super side. I go I ain't gonna go out, you know, you know, people like put that classic shit on there, but that's a really, really solid album. Like it's you know, uh you know, um, DJ Unk, you know, touches on, you know, topics about, you know, losing family members, like having people locked up. I mean, if y'all never really listened to Beating Out a Block, man, I really encourage y'all to. That's a, re- that's a really good album, man. I mm-hmm. I really enjoyed it. I thoroughly enjoyed it. Me and my wife, like, always listen to that shit. You know what I mean? Uh, but see, we had time to put it together. You know what I'm saying? Like, it wasn't rushed. Mm-hmm. You know, like I was saying, like, we were just... We saw the record doing good and it's picking up. We were like, well, shit, we might well get an album together because me and Aunt was up in New York searching for deals for the record. Yeah. Once we found one, we were like, oh, it's go time. We already had an album to go together. So that was the best part about it. Yes, sir. Um, So now, now you, you, you know, um, and shout out to DJ Unk, man, because really, really, uh, really, really dope. I never know why we never got a follow-up album. <laughs> but, well, we had the second season. The the album, the second album was second season. Okay. Okay. So what so it was a second album. Okay. Yeah, but it wasn't like the first one, but it was like, you know, we ain't had no real like we had the song Show Out that came out for, on that on that album. Mm-hmm. You know, kind of I don't forgot what happened and why it didn't just get pushed like it did the first album, but yeah. Yeah. We had the second one. So, you know, so then you produce a crossover Smidash. Hmm. And I didn't even know this until I was uh, looking at some of the credits, some of your credits before this interview. I had right. no idea you did low with damn Flowrider and T-Pain, bro. Man, yeah, that's, a, that's an international smash, man. I'm talking yeah. like your kids, kids can live off that for the rest of their life. Well, it went. It just went diamond uh, in December, uh, probably a little bit before that. It's at twelve million sold. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. You hear what that man said? Yeah. That record below just went diamond. Yeah. Man, that's nuts, man. Congratulations, bro. Thank you, thank you. In December 2020, it went diamond. I got my um, trophy for it, so that was huge for me. Damn. All right, real quick, man. Take, yeah. take me through the process of producing low. I used to, I heard the rumors that the record was supposed to be Nelly's first uh, because of the little apple bottom thing, or maybe T Pain wrote the hook thinking of Nelly or something like that. He probably did. I, I me and T Pain are really one that's closed in. You know what I'm saying? So we were just, I was sending my beats to Mike Karen. Mike Karen had, uh, you know, he he had different writers on it. Just what happened when T Pain was as hot at the time. He had Pain just locked in the studio, just making up hooks and shit. So, at first, for real though, it was a Paul Wall song featuring Juvenile. Paul Wall featuring uh, Juvenile. Yeah. Wow. And then, um, Paul Wall. You know, I understand where he was coming from. Like he said, he didn't want it because it was probably gonna make him too pop. Mm -hmm. You know, he got an urban lifestyle, so I, I understood. And then uh, Mike Karen came with the dude Flow Rider. Now, when I heard the song, I was like, "Oh man, this shit out of here! Mm-hmm. This shit gone." I didn't know it was gonna do big numbers like that, but it ended up doing it. 
one one of my favorite songs that you produced, um, "Rest in Peace to Dollar." Who the fuck is that? Another collaboration with T Pain, mm -hmm. Nappy. I love that one. Yeah. Um. What, what do you remember? What do you remember about Dollar? Um, and what do you remember about producing that track? Uh, I remember producing that track. I was like, man, I had used there and there the same sounds I used for everything else. But I was like, man, I love that beat. Mm -hmm. That beat was so hard for me. And then I heard the song that Pain had did to it, and I just automatically knew. But I really didn't even know Dollar before that. Really. No. Nah, um, Akon had called me and was like, bro, you know, I want to use this song for my artist Dollar. I'm like, all right, bet, let's go, let's run it. And Pain got it cleared and I got it cleared. And then I finally met Dollar and we were cool ever since then after the video shoot. So, you know, mm -hmm. that's the only time, I, that was the first time he met him at the video shoot. Yeah. Um, yeah. Then nobody really got to really know much about Dollar. I knew he was signed to Convict. I knew he had that smash. Yeah, right. Before you know That's what I'm saying. I didn't never, like a lot of my songs, you know, Pain had just a batch of hooks sitting around everywhere. So it's just like, you know, somebody, he, he they got a hold of it. So I was like, shit, all right, cool. I know Akon was going to push it. Mm -hmm. So that's why I was like, all right, bet, let's run it. So you were, so you and, T-Pain got this crazy chemistry. And at this point, did you ever think like, damn, I'm end up gonna be on tour with this man as his DJ? Like <laughs> No, not really, man. It was it was good because I really wasn't even thinking about being a tour DJ because I was my mind was still being in the clubs and shit. So, you know, at one point in time, I was just tired. I was like, man, I wanna do some bigger shit. The next thing you know, pain was like, man, I need you to hit the road with me. Mm. Well, damn, God answered my prayers. I said, okay, cool. But I didn't have, I never knew how big that shit was. Mm -hmm. That was my first time, not first time, cause I was on the road with Unk, but you know, being with a big major artist like T-Pain, that was my first time being on, you know, big stages. And I was like, shit, this is, this what it is? And so I, I didn't never want to go back to the club. So I just never knew I was going to be his DJ. He just called me out of nowhere. And then ever since then, we still got the chemistry now that, if you see us on stage, that we rock anything. Yeah, man. Um. So, all right, now we're gonna wrap up with your production. But this is this is my favorite DJ Montana produced track. Um, the Trouble Man album. Uh, mm -hmm. uh, can I learn to live? Uh, by with right. Kelly and, and Ti. Right. Man, man, it seems like you got into your R and B bag on that thing, bro. Like. <laughs> Man, well, talk about producing that, man. Cause that—that that, I mean, the song—the song was so good. It's in my in my mind. It should have been a single, but it wasn't a single or anything like that. But it was just a really, really good song. My favorite song off that uh, Trouble Man album. Well, um, at first that was a whole R. Kelly record. Really? Yeah, I had a session with R. Kelly, and um, you know, he don't show up about six, five o'clock in the morning to start the session and you know he he had you booked at seven but now he came in R. Kelly heard that beat man he was like man play that shit again and he started he was in the corner somewhere he was writing mm -hmm. singing into his thing and he was like loaded up and he went into the booth and just started singing the whole song so I, it, it's a whole song R. Kelly then 
I had it. I was just sitting on it. You know, I think Arkell leaked it or something. I don't know who leaked it, but um, I heard T.I. was working on an album called Trouble Man. So I said, I got to get to him. I got a perfect song for him. And that's what I did. I hooked up with him. Me and Tilt rearranged the, the song to where it could fit him. So we took, like, Can You Learn to Love a Trouble Man wasn't even a, the hook for the R. Kelly shit. We made it the hook. Wow. Yeah, we made that part of the hook. And then he was like, man, because it was Lee. He was like, give me something a little different at the beginning. So I added some piano parts to the beginning of it and made the beat, you know, updated the beat some and just changed a few things to to make it fit, you know what I'm saying, to, to fit tip. Very classic song, man, with the with the with the skit in the beginning and everything, man. Damn. Well, the skit was on him. He did that, but you know what I'm saying, like just the piano part that was added once it got with Tip. So do you you, you play the, you play the piano, bro? Uh, I can get the job done, but I have people when I want something that just really just take you there. I got people that come in like. Me and Mr. Jones, that was the name of the producer who helped me play that them keys on there. Uh, I worked with him a lot because we did the Sugar Record together, the Florida Sugar Record. We another huge, another Smith Ash. <laughs> yeah, we did that record. We did that record together, and um, I also have another producer that play really well, that which is uh D. Lamar. You know he play, but they'll take you to church when they're ready. You know what I'm saying? And you know Big Core, he also played too. But me. I'm just more of I piece everything together to get it done. So getting that motherfucker. Once yeah, yeah, yeah. So I could play some chords, but as far as taking you to church, that's not me. Yeah. All right, man. Let's get let's get some game. Um, man, the, 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 your your credits. We'll, we'll be here all night talking about your credits, man. Do your googles, man. Do your googles and, and look up DJ Monte Production. I'm I'm gonna put up after this interview. I'm gonna put up a whole playlist on Apple Music that you can. Get some of his, you know, hear some of his production. Um, but let's let's get some game to the young producers. Some of the young producers gonna watch this. Um, how, what 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 would be your advice? How to get placements uh, for young producers? In this day, uh, you really had to get out and network. You know what I'm saying? Like, really, to be honest with you. Find your artist and start up with the artist because as you can see, it's like Aunt was like our artist with Aunt Count. So and Baby D and Eric, all that was our artist. So people knew we had beats. You know what I'm saying? So once they walked out, took off, then folks was really fucking with me then. They were like, oh well shit. He got them. Then I came with low and I did that shot of low foolish and dollars. So folks like credit started going up and it started to fuck with me. So that's what I say. If you're a producer, I say start you off an artist. That'll help showcase your talent besides trying to chase down the big folks, to be yeah. honest with you. Yeah. Um in twenty in twenty in, in twenty twenty one, man. First off, how how was your uh you, you got engaged you got engaged in twenty twenty. Uh you did it on stage and and and, mm -hmm. and, and all that. Um so you know how I you know I know you was on the road with T Pain and shit, but how was your 2020, man? I know I know 2020 was rough for a lot of people, but like I said, man, you got engaged, man, to your uh your soon to be lovely wife. Man, thank you. Oh, uh, well, yeah, we had got engaged, and then March came, and shit was just shut down. I think that's when it shut down. 
Yeah, we were not expecting it. My 2020 was cool because I was really able to sit down because I really was traveling like all the time. Like I was gone majority of 2019. So they gave me a chance to sit down and just focus on a lot of things for me. And, you know, most importantly myself. And so that was really good. Like, I'm just happy that I really just didn't lose anyone close and dear to me at that time. So, because we was all taking precautions, like, hey, man, this is what we're going to do. And we just stood together. We stood by it. And so, thank God, I just want, you know, I didn't lose one, no one in 2020 like that. Absolutely. And, we, you know, we, we talking about 2020, talking about health, man. Uh, you got your health together, man. You lost, like, you know, a, 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 bu a bunch of weight, man. 75 pounds. Yeah, man. Talk yeah. about your, your, your uh, tra transform. What, what, what took you in the mindset of transforming your, your mind and your body, bro? Um, Really, man, I just got tired of just... I felt like I was too young to have some of the issues that I was having. And, you know, breathing hard and all that kind of shit, eating late nights. And I wanted to make a change. And I ain't like how I was feeling. You know, after I eat, go to sleep, just feel, you know, I just wanted to change. And so I just was like, man, first thing I'm going to do is start off with my eating. And I did it, you know. Then I was playing basketball like every day, you know, doing all kind of stuff. Then I hooked up with this trainer named uh, Drelly. And he helped me work out, start teaching me certain things. And so ever since then, I, I don't work out with him, but I train with myself. Mm -hmm. I train every day by myself. And I just like, man, I'm never, ever going back to that shit again. I had Bill's palsy and everything. Wow. Yeah. That shit. I'm pretty sure my blood pressure was high, too, at the same time. Wow. That, that's, mm -hmm. that, that's, that's crazy, bro. I'm, I'm, I'm glad that, you know, you definitely you got it all the way together because you know even myself bro like i'm i'm 30 i'm 35 and it's like i you know 40 right 40 come right around the corner bro and i you know yeah i mean yo how you know just this personal advice for me um how you know how, how do you change some of your eating habits bro because that's probably like one of the toughest for me is like my eating habits well i just went vegan like three years ago i want to say four but three years ago and um Man, it really, like, once you feel that energy and feel that change, mm -hmm. you'll never want to do nothing else again. And yeah, then you you try this and you go back to it and you be like, man, I don't, I just don't like it no more. So then, man, I'm 42. So mm -hmm. I'm like, I had to change it up. You know, a lot of shit started working a whole lot better once you just put better shit in your system. I was just telling a friend of mine, like, man, you really got to think about it like this. When you feel in a certain... When your car feel a certain kind of way, right? When you're driving, right? So it start feeling, and let's just say you ain't changed the oil, you putting, you know, the oil bad in there and it's clogging up everything. Your car start running, you know, change the air filter. The car can't breathe because it's clogged up and shit. And you put bad gas in it one day or something and just fuck up. You're going to do, just take that car somewhere. They're going to put everything new in there. They're going to clean it out. They're going to put everything smooth, working it, and you're going to be back working again. So that's how I look at it for the body. For me, what I did was I got rid of a lot of bread, sugars. I just refreshed my, restarted my body, man, just to get it back going again. You know what I'm saying? For sure, that's what happened. Like, everything started working like brand new all over again, wow. which I never had issues, but it's it's better 
it's better without some of that shit. You know what I'm saying? Right. Especially if you know what if you know what it do. Absolutely. Like that meat, that red meat claws you up. You'll mm. be sitting on that shit for a long time, man, and just that shit cholesterol. But everything is in moderation too, though. If you eat meat every single day, I don't recommend that. But everything in rock in moderation. Absolutely. For real, yeah, man. I'm telling you though, if you switch that shit up, and let's just say you start changing like the mucus, like I was saying, the air filter, you could breathe. The mm-hmm. mucus start getting the hell on. I don't eat no dairy. I might try lamb every once in a while, and mm-hmm. that's it. But other than that, man, I don't eat nothing. Shit. I, yeah, I, I, just, had, I just had a little kale wrap, and I'm full. <laughs> a little kale wrap, that's it. Man, listen, man. I, the things I could probably tell you offline, like the shit that it, that it help you with, man, you'll be like, you know what? It's to test your testosterone levels go back up. No, we young, really. Yeah. If you talk about it, you know what I'm saying? Like our body really made to last for a while. We just break it down by putting in unnecessary bullshit. Just like a motor. If you like a motor in a car. Motors and cars last last as much as you change your oil. Mm-hmm. Your person don't get that shit tuned up. That shit gonna break down on you. All right, let's um you 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 DJ in 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 the clubs, uh you know Atlanta for the last twenty five years. Um, give me your time. you said what now? Twenty seven. Twenty seven years. Yeah. Give, give me the most your top five most impactful records in Atlanta over the last 27 years that changed, that you feel like changed, that changed Atlanta, changed the game. If you got, if you, if, if there are five records that you feel like that really, that really changed the game in Atlanta. Um, do we have to be in any, any particular? No, 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 no order, and not oh, even saying okay. you, 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 not, and not even that said you produced it, but you know, I'm, a, I'm gonna give you, I'm gonna give you one. No, I, I know what you're saying. I was just wanted to make sure okay. before it was in in any okay. order. So I'm gonna say, uh, Outcast Southern Player Listed. That's one. Mm-hmm. Um, Lil John, who you with? That's two. Uh, who you with motherfucker? Who you with? <laughs> yeah, you know what I'm saying. That that started landing on some crunk shit, and then uh, let's see, um. Uh, let me see. TLC just as a group for some RB shit was three. Uh Yin Yang twins. What's why you twerk for? Yeah. Why you twerk. Yeah, yeah. And I'ma say also too, like um, you know, I gotta have I shit and I'm gonna say East Side West Side because a lot of a lot of these producers got their formula from us, you know what I'm saying? So we had some influence into this in this who, city. Who's the producer behind Eastside Westside? Say that again. Who's the producer bus, uh, behind Eastside Westside? Oh, uh, me and Freddie B and MC Assault, and then uh, for the remix, it was me and Fred. Okay, okay, shit. Say, yeah. Say say, le- say less. When here's here's a few records that I feel like you know kind of changed that really came through. Even in the Carolinas, Atlanta, that really changed it. Uh, young mm-hmm. Jock is going down. You remember hearing that first time in the in the club? Like, yeah, yeah, that's one on. Okay, I, I, I can agree. I feel like um, 
shit, the whole Jeezy mixtape Trap or Die kind of really, that shit really kind of changed a lot. You gave me five, so T.I., you know, you can't really skip Jeezy without T.I. Yeah, without without T.I., of course, that's my, the Kang is my favorite rapper of all time. You know what I mean? Him, right. him, yeah. him and Jigga my, my two favorites of all time. Right. Uh, de definitely Tip 24s, definitely, um, definitely, definitely changed it. And that whole crunk era, man. What, what do you remember about DJing in that crunk era, bro? Just like being, you know, I remember I, I, I uh, seen you in another interview. You said like, you know, playing at Three Six Mafia. You said if if you know if the if you was DJing and a, and a fight didn't break out, then you feel like you didn't do your damn job. Yeah, that's how I feel, man. I felt like if if a fight didn't break out, I didn't do my job. So that was my. That was my, you know, influence to do that. Then Lil John just kind of, you know, we was we were really uh three six influenced. You know what I'm saying? The whole Atlanta scene was. Oh, really another another one of my sleepy favorites from you. First time I seen you, probably first time I seen you was I love having I, I love having sex, but I rather I'd rather get some head. I love that record actually, but your boy DJ Montaigne. <laughs> that <laughs> yeah, was my that shit. Last yeah. month. Yeah, we was uh we was Memphis influence, you know what I'm saying? Thanks to 3-6 Mafia, it helped Atlanta get our sound. And you know, we just took it and flipped it to our shit. That was it. Memphis really started crunk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You you listen to Project Pat, not Project Pat, uh Gangsta Pat, we were listening to fucking Three Six Mafia, uh, Tommy Wright, all that shit. All that shit influenced Atlanta. Like, we was on it, but then, you know, we just kind of took it to a whole nother level. Mm. So, yeah. but, but DJ and that crunk era, man, that shit was stupid, bro. That shit was crazy. Man, man. It, was, it was more fun. Let me just yeah. say that than what it is now. Like, yeah, I might have some nights where I didn't have no fights, which is good. You know what I'm saying? But shout to promoters. <laughs> yeah, I'm saying people had fun. You know what I'm saying? Now it, it ain't like that here. You know, you got to have a whole club full of sections and shit. So you had to go in. Everybody want hookahs and bottles with the lights on them and shit. You know, it just ain't no fun for me no more. Like you just you don't have fun. Hookahs and sections killed the club. <laughs> Hookahs and sections, man. That shit's just like everybody want to chill now. Like if I want to chill, then I can be at home, like right. play my own music. It was like it was like a joy for us. Like we, me and my partner, when we was going to the club. We would say, "Look, at this certain time, when this record come on. We going to the middle of the flow, like the middle yeah. of the flow, and just going stupid like that." That was a thing, you know. I mean, it was a little dangerous, but that was but that was a thing, you know what I mean? It ain't like that now. Nah, man, they they like this. You know what I mean, like, yeah. But you know what? I went to um, uh, I just came back from Fort Lauderdale, and I went to uh Flowriders Club down there, and they actually parted. You know what I'm saying? He got the section, but he got he got a dance floor as well. You know what I'm saying? They like the party down there, so that's what I like about his club. Like, he actually got a dance, and it's some hood shit. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, that's dope, bro. Studio One Eighty Three. That's the name of the spot. Shout, shout the shout the flow rider, man. Um, mm -hmm. before I get you out of here, man, any, I know you say you fuck with the whole youth, man. You know, you said you're not one of these 
you know, older producers, older guys in the game that's, you know, mad at the youth. But is there any any particular guys in the young generation you really feeling? Uh, I got a few. Um, fuck with little baby. I fuck with uh, hard, yeah, I fuck with Roddy Rich. Roddy Rich probably one of my favorite ones out of. And I fuck with uh, I had I had the name on the tip of my tongue. I fuck with Roddy Rich, little baby, and um, who was it? Oh, Travis Scott. Okay. Yeah, those yeah, some heavy hitters. Them. Them, them, some definitely he heavy hitters, man. Yo, yeah. DJ Monte, boy, man, I, I've, I've been a fan since day one, man. I, I really, I really appreciate you taking your time, man. Taking your time out to come fuck with a young Carolina boy, man. Uh, anything you got coming up, man? Because you still got credit. You still got credits out here. You were just on that recession. You were just on that recession too, man. And, yeah. and you know, and, you know that just that just came out. So. Anything that people should be looking out for you uh, coming soon, bro? Uh, we got a, um, you know, I work with Big Corey, so he just did some stuff. It's with Big Corey. <laughs> he did, he did <laughs> some stuff. With Earth all the time. Yeah, uh, Earth Game did did um, uh, stuff with Yellow Bees and Ty Dollar. So you know, we just keep pushing. Mm -hmm. Doing, I got some more shit coming. I just like to wait to, to you know, things get finalized. Absolutely, got paper. Got to get that paperwork right before you, before before you start talking about it. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Absolutely, man. All right, man. It's been another edition of Best Conversations Podcast. DJ Monte, like I said, if you don't know the name, you know the his. Go do your googles, uh, uh, guys. All right, man. Peace and blessings, my brother. Keep God first, and I promise everything will work itself out. DJ Monte, thank you for your time, my brother. Hey, yeah, appreciate you, bro. Yes, sir.